I really give myself over to people kind of deeply. And if I don't get that back, then I get kind of mad. <laughs> um, here I am. I mean, it's, I guess it's just about focus. <laughs> Alienated from people. It's really weird because I'm not really speaking to you in front of me. But I have to think of you in front of me because if I don't, then I won't be able to speak to you. How you doing? <laughs> if you're kind of like half-assing things, it's just a mess for everybody. Maybe you hear that pitter-patter. That's a good that's a good way to say it, pitter patter. What do they call that again? Illustration ill illustination? Um it's uh, uh illumination uh alliteration. No, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. That's the rain coming down. It's it's been sunny. We've had some Real beautiful days, sunny, beautiful days in this September, Cincinnati. Now it's time to pay. Some rain. It's all right. That little rosemary plant out front of my house needed a little bit of this. And I hadn't gone out and given it its proper liquid lubrication. God knows what's happening on my back patio. I, I, I have trouble taking care of the plants around me. Is that a sign of deeper things? It could be in some sort of unrest, inability to just take care of those small things around me. When I feel like there are larger issues at hand. Can you hear it? I'm sitting in my car. It's a small car. Maybe you can hear the size of the car. By the empty space around the raindrops. Can you hear that? Can you hear the space it makes out? It's a little Jetta. Sitting out front of my brother's house. Giving him a chance to uh, eat lunch with his wife. Something delicious, no doubt. We're getting ready to do some work, as we've done the past couple days. Yesterday we did some work at my house. Today we work at his house. Getting things done slowly. I've been in a in a in a mid period in some some kind of period in my life some sort of mountaintop period in a way I feel like wouldn't be surprised if I came out the other end fully gray or not even gray just a shock of white hair or full baldness 
I mean the last five years, four years, five years of my life. It's been different. It's been a lot of learning, been a lot of changing, a lot of developing. Am I going to emerge with edicts? With commandments? I don't think so, no. But uh, more of a personal growth. Than a call for some sort of development in society. I feel a, cer a certain sadness today in a way. I don't really know why. Well, I have some ideas. Not going to go into that. Today my guest is Ravi Zupa. Who I met in the early 2000s. Maybe 2002 or... Yeah, I think 2002 on the Mush Tour. I believe I met him in Denver on the Mush Tour. Doing an in-store at a record store there. Or perhaps on a show in 2003 or 4. He's a real good dude. I've always really, really loved this dude. And, uh... God bless him. He's. It looks like he's doing really well now uh, with his with his artwork. He's always been a fantastic artist. Not only paintings and sculptures, but but uh, videos. He's done several uh, Y videos, videos for my band, Rubber Traits, and Early Whitney, and and. Uh, I don't know, something else. It was it was great to meet up with him in Denver last weekend and uh, just spent spent some time talking and hanging. He told me after I went over to his studio right after we talked and he showed me these guns that he made out of typewriters not functional weapons but they look like it big machine guns and uzis and handguns the whole you know any any kind of gun you can imagine he's making i don't think like pistols exactly but like larger definitely like uzi type semi i don't know all the names of guns you know what i mean though different kind of glocks uzis um, really cool shit, and told me a bunch of famous people bought them. Anderson Cooper, Swizz Beats, somebody else I can't remember. That's pretty cool. They they've got these guns on their walls somewhere, or maybe in their gun closet, old decoy typewriter gun. He gave me some some uh, some goods after I left. Ravi gave me a hat. I'm wearing it right now with his. Uh, what's the logo? It's a sickle and a and a saw and a star. It's an axe and a saw and a star. 
supposed to sort of look like communist logo, I think. But, and he gave me a bullet, which is a pen, has a pen tip on it, and he gave me a goddamn painting. What a sweetheart. I don't have too much else to say in this day. I, I feel a little like, you know, you can t sort of hear in my mood the way I feel. I'm not, I felt like last week when I spoke to you as I was, I was, you know, it was sunny out. My mood reflected. I was feeling pretty good, ecstatic. My gut was good. Now I'm feeling a little not so great. A little darker. But, you know, the key is to, is to uh, see that and be okay with it. It's like, eh. It'll change, and know that it's always changing. There is no, there is no now, really. It's all, it's always moving. I guess there is always a now, but it's in constant motion. You gotta recognize that and not get stuck in uh, in moments. Even when it's difficult, it's all beautiful, you know? You can enjoy those difficult moments through distant eyes. Let's get into this conversation with Ravi Zupa. What's happening? How's it going? It's good. How are you? Oh, Ravi Zupa here at the, uh, what is this park called? Daily Park. Daily Park. And uh, we're only here for one day only, but, you know, maybe you come here daily. Yeah. Yeah, it's not spelled that way, though. Like Mayor, Mayor Daly from Chicago? Something like that, yeah. There it is. No, even different, yeah. Oh, really? I think. Um... I mean, how you been? How, what, what, what's, what's the general path of your life in the last couple of years? Or what's your general thing that you're getting into? Lots of art, I assume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From what I hear from everybody, I talked to Tim, of course, and um, Travis, Picture Plane. Oh, yeah. And they both said, you seem to be doing super well with your art and getting uh, uh, notoriety throughout the lands. Yeah, definitely, man. Art's been going really well. It's cool. It's been like, kind of now is the first time that it's gotten to be kind of comfortable. It's been like just trudging through mud for years. Comfortable in terms of what? Just like being able to kind of make a living and not not just. I mean, I you know I made like three bucks an hour for years and years. You know. You mean in terms of if you were counting the hours of of the intricate fucking work you're right. doing? And, yeah, yeah. And just, yeah, exactly. And I wasn't doing anything else. I didn't have any other income. It was just that. So, like, get, you know, one, it's kind of turning that corner is just so, such a relief to be able to, like, sell and not not have it just be constant sacrifice, which is fine. I mean, it was never really, like, it was never, like, painful to, to be doing what I was, you know, but it was just... Just because I... A slave to the line. Right. Sydney. Yeah, I mean, 
just because uh, I always would draw. I mean, it's not like I would be drawing less or something, but it's like now I, I don't know. It's like just comfortable. You're balling out now. Out, not out of control. Definitely not. You don't. You don't. Own, do you own the the studio, the house? No, no, I'm no, renting. No. Yeah. No, I'm definitely not even wealthy at all. Like I'm not anything like that. But but it's just not the same kind of like three dollars an hour. Like yeah. You know, not not making enough to even need to m- do my taxes and shit like that, you know? Right. Now it's like, all right, I got to, like, do my taxes because I'm making enough money, which is good. nice, you know? Yeah, sort of good, uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, you know that, I guess, huh? You were, like, yeah, similar. Bled, bled for years. Yes, I'm in a similar space where I'm, I'm comfortable now. I'm not stressing out about money. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of interesting, like, when you and I first met, it's interesting to get older and realize that you kind of have to, like, hone in on something, because when we first met, I was doing a lot of video, and just kind of all different things, all kinds of art, you know, and now it's really just honed in on just drawing and painting, and that's... And sculpture a little bit, but I don't do any of but that. But you're known for drawing and painting. Yeah, more so. And where, where do you have a gallery? Where how are you selling work? Yeah, there's a gallery over here uh, called Black Book, and they kind of like the, my main gallery in Denver. But I, I have other you know places outside of Denver too. So you have galleries in New York, LA, these kind of places, or no? Well, in LA, um, I actually have a show in November, um, and it's it's at Subliminal, which is Shepard Ferry's gallery. Okay. Which is cool. He's really into my stuff, which is... Oh, cool. Yeah. So have you gotten to meet a lot of different artists and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Not not too many, I guess. But yeah, some. He's he's a nice guy. Shepard, yeah, he's good. He's a good cool. dude, for sure. That's a good, and it's a good advocate to have. For sure, man. It really is. Yeah. Well, that's great. That's Congratulations that things are... I mean, it's about fucking time. Another way to put it. <laughs> um, do you do you ever have? Do you, have you ever had physical issues with your tendon or uh, you know uh, oh, yeah. carpal tunnel or anything like that? I did in the past. Yeah. I think when I met you, I had already been through that. Okay. But yeah. Did you learn a different technique? No, I just kind of don't do like I did because that was when I first when I worked as an animator. I lived in San Francisco. Uh, and I worked as an animator. What were you what, what were you working on? Like just TV commercials. I was doing. Um, do you remember those uh, Colonel Sanders commercials where he was like doing the Cabbage Patch and shit? He was, it was in, in the nineties. Yeah, it was like a cartoon of him, like doing sort of like black slang and like dancing like like some no, stereotypical you, you black. You drew that? Yeah, oh, it was awful. <laughs> yeah it was that, like a team of people or just mm-hmm. no it was a big people. team okay. in fact I was at the very bottom I yeah. just did like the the stupidest like assembly line you did the shit. sort of the, the crotch bulge right, exactly <laughs> acid Ravi for the crotch bulge <laughs> yeah yeah and that that kind of work is so repetitive and yeah. you have to have like the most crisp lines everything yeah. is to be so perfect and uh and it's eight hours a day of like just you know, so I was so hunched over, and yeah. I fucked up my arm bad then. But since then, yeah, I just don't. 
draw like that anymore. I still do feel pain in my hands sometimes if I go for days without yeah without stopping, you know. But but um, it's pretty manageable now. Do you stretch at all or anything like that? No, Not I really. totally should. But yeah, I don't do any like I don't like maintain my body like I should at all. You look good. I mean, you look healthy. Yeah. You look- Exactly the same as, <laughs> as t- 10, 15 years ago, whenever yeah. the fuck that was. Um, yeah. How, how, did, how, did, how did we meet do, at a show here in Denver? Is that right? Yeah. You guys okay. did like an in-store in at the yes. record store, and I brought you a videotape of a bunch of movies, like a VHS tape of all these movies I had just made. And then, right. yeah. And then, and then you, we, we watched it and liked it. Yeah. Okay. And it was you actually called me like a month later and said... Let's do some video stuff. And then, and that's when we did the uh, the first one. Was it, the first one we did was Early Whitney? Is that right? I think so. I think I actually did several things. I did stuff with Adam and Tim first. That's right. And then, yeah, then you and I did Early Whitney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the my my favorite video of mine of all time, which is Rubber Trace. Oh, <laughs> that's cool, man. Yeah, that's cool to hear. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one too. That was fun too. That was well, the original idea was we we had some intricate uh, c- clay stop stop oh, animation yeah. thing that we were gonna do. That's right. And I don't remember why we didn't end up doing it. I came out for like what a week or five days or something. Yeah. And we had planned to do this like serious animation thing, and maybe the I can't remember why. I think you just came and Lindsay was taking care of dogs at the time my my girlfriend at the time had like a dog daycare business and you came in and said man we should do something with this yeah, there was like I, 11 but, dogs but i didn't realize it until like a few days in right it was like oh we, yeah we, we tried all like, kind of How, like this is not working what what the fuck right we, there was like a there, we had like a block and we didn't get shit done for like three four days <laughs> right and then finally it dawned on me i'm like wait a second there's like 12 dogs here <laughs> right. dude Let's do something with the dogs. That's right. And then, yeah, we just shot a bunch of crap. And yeah, we just, sent a dog down it. a slide and yeah. filmed his face. <laughs> then you just took it and just, like, did whatever the fuck you did with yeah. it. Yeah. That was awesome. That was fun, yeah. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, you you know, I have I have very fond memories of you coming out to, to Oakland and visiting and staying with us and stuff like that. Yeah. And I, I just feel like... You always used to blow my mind with with all, all your different. Um, I don't want to call it theology because it's not religious, but but ideology. Hmm. I, I always thought of you as having a, a, and maybe it came from somewhere. I, I you know at the time I sort of considered it all Raviisms, but I think it, it was probably coming from Buddhism, some stuff and some. I don't know. You, hmm. you tell me where different things. Yeah, were I don't from. know either. I mean, I remember yeah talking a lot. That was fun. Yeah. I remember where, it was like some place in Oakland where you stayed. And I think Ye- you were living with Josiah and Dave, maybe? D- Doug and Josiah, and Doug, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that was fun. That was when I first came out and it was like sitting up all night and talking. Yeah. That was cool. But yeah, I don't know. You don't had know. a lot of ideas about relationships. Oh right. Um, you know, because I I had all kinds of um, relationship troubles. I was with Anna, I think, at right. the time, and um, 
I don't know. Yeah, you just you just had all kinds of ideas about that that I that I thought were were kind of different than what I had heard, which were more more free in a way and, yeah. and more more less less possessive. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like not not monogamous. You still think in those terms or not at all? Kind of. I mean, I I am just with Arna. She's like the only person I'm, and I haven't had any other relationships for like a year or something like that or more probably I mean not and it's not like um I definitely have changed a lot the way I think about that but but the sort of foundational core of it is the same which is what just that I I think that that monogamy like a, a real kind of valuable kind of monogamous relationship can only really happen if it's not a rule if there's no if there's no like mandate for monogamy if it's only by it's tr- just choice by voluntary choice right choice. exactly yeah in, in, choice in each in each moment you mean sure yeah yeah or i mean anyway you know yeah just to, yeah. And I, I definitely don't think, I, you know, I mean, yeah, it's been like maybe 15 years or something like that since I've, and at that time when I first met you, I was so, I think I used the word polygamy as like how I would describe so? myself. like polyamorous or whatever. Yeah, now I just say non-monogamous because there's yeah. so many words that are so they mean all kind of nonsense to people, yeah. and they're all just kind of empty or, or too specific to be anything. Right. It's like talking about specific genres of music or something. You right. Know? And uh, yeah, but yeah, I would talk about polygamy, and that's how that's how I. Which would, is which is really which which brings to mind like Latter Day Saints. Type right. Shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and people say yeah because people say polyamory, which means. What's the difference? I think there isn't, but I think that those like the like annoying sort of like I shouldn't say annoying, but the kind of like culture of people who are into like talking about monogamy and sex positive that crowd they yeah, yeah. they think of polygamy as meaning specifically marriage that you have I see that like multiple married like you have multiple wives right or something right which doesn't make any sense since the word monogamy doesn't necessarily mean marriage and polygamy should just be the same you know yeah. just multiple yeah. whatever but yeah polyamory is what people refer to but i don't i don't know i think non-monogamy is like the easiest but you, but you you're you would would you say you you sort of technically still still subscribe to that idea even though like you said you're you you've by choice been yeah with one person for a year or yeah more. definitely i mean it definitely is i think yeah i think it's good to, mm-hmm. to be like i think it's good i think it's it's intentional yeah and i think it's stupid i think monogamy is generally really stupid generally it it is like bad <laughs> the way people do it is bad because it's right and they end up cheating on each other right. and it's like this secret it has to be the secretive thing right mm-hmm. or they just resent each other yeah. badly you know really deeply if if they have like 
real serious self-control or whatever right the fuck. yeah right which so, is which yeah right which becomes like this resentful thing right when not acted upon when in all natural law it should be acted upon right <laughs> i don't know about that yeah. uh so but how does that tie in i'm curious what your what your like do you have a spiritual practice do you meditate do you like do you have a, a way of thinking of the world that you would call spiritual at all? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely an atheist, but... And I'm... An atheist. What does that mean? I talked to Tim about that. Yeah. Tim Tim started going into that. After we were off tape, uh, He we started talking about maybe more deeper stuff. And he said he was an atheist. And I guess how he described it is it doesn't necessarily mean you don't believe there's a God, but you don't believe in religion because theism is religion. Hmm. Man, it means all kinds of shit to different people, Again, you know? same shit, like yeah, the other shit. totally. I mean, I, because I definitely feel, like, different than that. <laughs> these are football people. Cause like, I was walking by this pub earlier, and there's, like, all these people, like, I, I was, like, far away. I was, like, oh, this is, like, one of these, like, um, Occupy rallies or something. <laughs> right. I get a little closer, and it's like people screaming out of a football. You know, was that outside of Arnold's place? Because there's a place right there. It was like just crazy. like maybe a few blocks away. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. But I yeah. Anyway, uh, I actually really like religion a lot, and okay. I think religion is really valuable. But I don't believe in but God. You don't subscribe to any religion. I mean, basically, I'm saying exactly the opposite of what Tim said. Like, so you 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 don't believe in God, but you believe in religion. Yeah, I think religion is really good. As what? Just 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 as a kind of keeping traditions within human. Yeah, I, that and was passed down generation to generation, kind of shit. And just mythology itself, like stories and the, you know, like the mythology of gods or different different um, different traditions are obviously they mean something and they do something for people and they have they fill a role that people need somehow i mean almost everybody on earth throughout history has been religious in one way or another i mean there are you know small i don't well, you know it's i mean it's a, it's a, it's a way to 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 it's it's like it's like it's like putting drywall over a big cave if that makes sense hmm. You know, there's so much shit that we can never know, that we don't know right. and we won't know. The mysteries of what's going on here. Why are we here? Right. How did we get here? What You know, why why did we spring up on this one planet in this huge fucking vast universe? <laughs> right, right. Um, you know, and why, and why are we able to be aware of that? That's the cave. And then you put up this drywall that explains it. Right, right, <laughs> totally, yeah. That looks like a cave. That looks like a cave. Do, exactly. Yeah. It has a painting of a cave on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A shitty painting of a cave on <laughs> right. it. Yeah. That's what I think. But I don't think it's bad. Yeah. I think that it is a way it is a way to, to, to wrap that stuff up. We in human nature we want to be able to wrap that stuff up, right? We want to be able to say here's how things are. I mean I think it's really cool. I like it a lot. I mean I like stories. The stories of Hindu Hindu stories are so neat. I mean, they're just good stories. They're just like strange, so strange and mysterious, and just good. I don't know. They're like good art, you know. Yeah, 
yeah. in a way that nothing else can be. Because they're not written by any individuals. They're not like... Well, they they, uh, they are at some point, like way, way back before before written language. I imagine somebody... I mean, it developed over many generations, right. I'm sure. So, Which yeah, changes I know what you're saying. You're so right. much. Right. I mean, right. thousands of people. Right. Came it may have had that. a seed in like a bedtime story from right. a father to a daughter or whatever in right. 5000 BC or whatever, but. Or before that, even. Or a real event or a dream or like well, sure. all different things, you know? Like sure. Jesus was probably a real dude somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who like was like a freedom fighter or whatever he was. Stories developed. Yeah, and they changed over time and. Yeah, and like 300 years from now or 1,000 years from now, you know, you have like a whole religion around somebody alive now. It's completely different. I don't know, because different. you can just go back and watch the tape. Yeah, that's true. It's different. That's true. But you I know, mean, the, the last one was like Joseph Smith or something because like, you know. Although, you know, T- Tupac, is, there's all kinds of legends about him that yeah. continue to evolve and change, even though he was on video, you know. Yeah. I mean, people still believe that he's alive. And so that story could develop so pronounced to be that he really was alive. That was one of his miracles or whatever the fuck. Right. And there's like all kinds of apostles who wrote it down and have all the information. And it's fact then, you know, a thousand years from now, Tupac's life is like debated over on, you know... Talking Heads news and sure, shit. You know? Sure. Uh, did you did you grow up with stuff like? Did, did, how do you know all the Hindu stuff? Did you grow up with that stuff? Yeah, my mom is my mom is part of a. Um, she always gets so she'll hear this and get so mad at me no matter how I say it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm talking to people, not to her. You know? Right, people that don't understand. Yeah, right. so you have to explain it to <laughs> to common people. Right, but yeah, she she's. Uh, it's like a derivative of Sikhism, which is like a, um, it's like reformed Hinduism. So it's monotheistic Hinduism. And really it's where Hinduism and Islam kind of like blended together. And out of that came, so it's a lot of... Which happened where? Like Eastern, or sorry, Western uh, India. Western okay. India and into Pakistan. And so there's a lot of Sikhs in that area, which, you know, geographically is kind of where that sure. those things are meeting. And in fact, I think... The Sikhs were the ones who fought the Muslims the most, I think, in in India to get them out of the country, and because um, a lot of Hindu people were really non-violent. So the Sikhs. You, you're talking about during Gandhi? Yeah, before, before long that. before. Yeah, okay, like okay. the Mughal, the Mughal, like the you know the Taj Mahal was built by by Muslims, and that was when yes. they were running the country. But the. Um, but, I mean, there's still, like, a lot of tension between the Muslims and the Hindus, you know. Sure. But anyway, the Sikhs are... Sikhs are what you think of when you think of... when you, Or when you see somebody wearing a big turban and, sure. like, orange... Silver bracelets and shit. Yeah, and, like, a lot of times they have a sword. They have that, like, curved scimitar sword and that's... Maybe, maybe driving a cab in, in London. For real. And here, yeah. In fact, yeah, most... If you see... Like they were getting beat up a lot after nine eleven because oh, they because they Cab wear turbans, yeah. yeah. But they're not That's most not of even those having people. Anything to do with who, the people that did right. it? Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like very few Muslims in the United States wear turbans. It's like all Sikhs, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with that. Yeah. But anyway, so my mom's religion is like a derivative of that, 
particular thing. So it's for, monotheistic. For white people, for Americans, no, whatever. No, well, kind of. I mean, they're, like, she had a living guru who was, like, you know, he's dead now, but he he was an Indian okay. dude. And, and, um, and that, yeah, I mean, there's more of them in India than here. But, yeah, there's a lot of, like, white American, like... Yeah, like middle it, class types. Did it start for her like in the hippie times? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah. She found it like in the sixties and sure. Yeah, became part of that. It's a big part of her life. She still she now lives on an ashram in New Hampshire. That's like you know that that world that community. Almost like a like monastic life or no, no, not really. I mean, just lives in a religious community, right? Yeah, and she does you know she she does like meditate every day like for. I don't know, hours, I think. And, uh, yeah, you know, she lives, like, on the actual grounds where they where they have, like, you know, the religious, whatever, church or whatever, you know. And uh, everybody there believes, and they all kind of worship together or whatever. Did, and did you grow up in that, within yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, part of the, like, I wasn't real, I didn't have to you know really participate if I didn't want to it's kind of like I mean it looks a lot like a cult to people on the outside you know and it and uh and it isn't in crucial ways and that's right. kind of one of them is that you know you, you you choose it as you get older you like have to kind of choose it and you they don't expect children to be that if they don't want and not interested or whatever and so it wasn't like I had to do it. But my mom is very, very... She's real extreme. She's real, like... She believes really strongly in... What are the, what are the main beliefs? Well, it's... Or what um, are her main beliefs? I don't want to say the main... Like, everybody has the same... That's right. what I feel... That's what's weird about religion to me, is that it, it, it kind of, like, normalizes everyone's way of thinking, you yeah. know, within that community, and ostracizes people that think kind of differently mm-hmm. yeah and I don't not all religion does that of course but maybe that's a generalization yeah yeah I think that's kind of true I mean it ends up not being true in that everybody secretly has their own crazy <laughs> but it has to be secret I know I know or they or it's just bad communication like everybody has their own weird interpretation of it and they think that other people have the same one but nobody's actually matches very like the well. way people see colors right, right yeah exactly i mean and it gets bad it can get ugly if people are kind of hateful or they end up carrying out ugly shit on behalf of that that's how you have splits i guess in 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 churches or in temples or whatever yeah Right. Which happens a lot, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, what were the main tenets? Well, it's it's monotheistic. I mean, monotheistic Hinduism. So she, you know, the, they believe in karma and reincarnation. And uh, is it a god that contains all the other gods, like almost like uh, Christianity, or kind of? I guess. I mean, they might. They might. I think it's more just sort of like. All of those gods are like symbolic. Is okay. kind of the way. Is it's there sort a of name a of, the, of, of it. the main god? Um, I'm sure there just, is. Just God. I'm sure there is. I mean, obviously in in uh, Hindi, there's going to be. I don't know a lot of the the like details of the. Yeah. But, and I know that her 
you know, there's so many little little traditions. Obviously, India is just like it's so much. Yeah. And in fact, this her particular thing is not thought of as true Sikhs, and I don't think they think of themselves as Sikhs. Yeah. Like my mom, in fact, in some interview, I said all this, and my mom said, "Ravi, I'm not a Sikh." She was like pissed at me for saying that. But so, and actually, part of the thing is that. Sikhs believed in not I think ten ten gurus. It was like the last dude. Um, I don't remember his na- name, but the first guru was this dude named na- Nanak, not na- na- Nanak, Guru Nanak. And then when he died, somebody else took over, and then somebody else, and then they got to ten, and they said, "All right, no more. This is like we need to just too cut many it. gurus." <laughs> exactly. So my mom, though, had a living guru who was there. Who was the tenth? No, this no, was she... the ten were hundreds of years ago. I see, I see. So this was this is like you unsanctioned know, necessarily by the seats from them. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't think of it as like part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also kind of nebulous. I feel like in India they're more accepting of things. They're kind of like ah, oh, whatever. They sort of like. You know, people won't like reject it outright and say like that's sacrilege or something like that. It's just sort of like yeah, it's not really part of what we're doing. Um, so, but and, and I know that my mom, like I said, I'm I can never remember what the, her specific um, tradition is called, but um, it focuses on the sound current of the universe, and so that's what they that's what they meditate on. What does that mean? Just that there is like a sound that's happening everywhere and I think a background almost like a background radiation right right and I think that it's sort of like at the base of everything that exists is like the sound and that the this is the the idea and then the the sound of the big bang maybe right still happening I believe that yeah totally and then the the purpose or the method wait wait there's no sound without oxygen is that right? No, I don't think that's right. There's no sound in space. Well, no. You need you need something to carry it. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Because there is sound. We're still getting sound from... We can get sound from other... I guess sound is, is the problematic word because radi- right. radio waves or, or whatever. It's like vibration vibrations. Or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Waves, yeah. But then this particular... Like, she... They meditate on that, and you like tap into that. You using try to hear this. it, right? And I feel like I heard a, like when I did DMT, I heard like a like a thing. I'm buzzing. It could have been that. <laughs> yeah. Who's that dude? Who's that um, uh, that like pianist, Zen pianist dude who does like you know what I'm, I'm talking not about? sure. Oh, I can't remember his name, but he's um, you know, he's famous for doing like a 14 minute song of just absolute silence like he came in and sat down at the piano oh and, you, you just mean uh, John Cage yeah Cage. okay yeah yeah yeah. he um I re- read that he did like a one of those um like a sound what is it where you get no sound from the outside some kind of like tube that had no like a vacuum right and he did that and, and while he was in there he could hear his own um or he came out and said it wasn't truly silent because I could hear a very high-pitched buzzing 
like a like a whistle super high pitch sound and extremely low pitch rhythmic sound and the technician said that it was his heartbeat yeah. was the low sound yeah. and the high sound was his um uh nervous system like the elect the electrons in his nervous system yeah wow yeah you, if you're like totally yeah. away from any sound you'll like hear it which might be part of what you know that's probably what you hear on DMT. <laughs> yeah. Is your, For real, your nervous possible. system? No, I, I believe that. So, okay, you you, you didn't don't it doesn't it, the way that you describe things it doesn't sound like you retained really these ideas from youth, and yet you retained something. You always seemed like you had some kind of ideology different than than like other folks that I knew. That I definitely did too. You didn't drink, you didn't smoke, you did, you know, right. you were kind of like, you were vegan. Are you still vegan? No. no. I mean, I was never actually vegan, but I was or vegetarian. vegetarian. Yeah. Are you I vegetarian like, still? Yeah. I'm not very strict, but yeah, I'm vegetarian. I'm a not strict vegetarian. Yes. I don't know. You you just always seem like you had like a, an ethos. Yeah, I definitely got a lot. I mean, that was definitely had a lot to do with my upbringing. And then later... Um, Noam Chomsky was like a big influence just on me. reading that stuff yeah anarchy especially just like getting really deep into the idea of anarchy and just that I mean I, that at that time I remember when I met you that was what I was so always so on fire about the Noam Chomsky stuff yeah I mean not him specifically but just the idea, like, I was just kind of in a constant meditation of sort of sending every idea, everything I saw, every every experience I had through a filter of what is, like, what is a, a best version of this, or, you know? Just judging everything and criticizing all your thoughts and stuff? Yeah, and everything that you see in the world, everything, you know? You see, like, this playground or, you know, traffic or the way that people interact with each other or anything and just sort of send it through a filter of what is the best, is this the best version in terms of like equal, people being equal to each other and that was that period very much, which is still kind of my big part of my life but I'm not as like ready to argue with everybody about it and sure, like to sure. always talk about it. But, but yeah, it's still a big part of my life. Do you feel happy in, in in your life right now? I don't know. I mean, you said you said back at the house that you you feel more angry nowadays yeah. than you used to. What's that? What's that about? Yeah, I feel real angry, uh, like a lot. Very angry, a lot. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a control. It's like it's not like an out of control kind of anger, but I definitely like. I was just like, Garna and I went Nate. And there was some music playing on the, on the, you know, speak uh, stereo or whatever. At the restaurant? Yeah. And it just, like, I felt like just such a, like, anger that wells up in me, which I never used to experience. I never felt like a... And it's often about art. I feel like Because very, the music was shitty? Yeah, I think so. I feel, like, mad about bad art. You know, it makes me, like... I guess it's just the result of being so embedded in something and doing it all the time and having all your time go to that. 
that you know it, what good stuff is supposed to look like or sound like? I mean, that's like a arrogant way of saying it. But yeah, and but also just like that's what I've made my life about, and so it seems more important than it is or something. Yeah. That like art is like. I think it's. Imp- I think art is extremely important. I do too. But. Yeah, I don't necessarily. I, well, I understand because because the, what you were hearing there anyway is something that was for, um, strictly for monetary, probably strictly for monetary, uh, uh, you know, trade. Right. It, it was you know music as music as widget for trade. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's supposed to be playing at a restaurant on a Sunday afternoon. And right. Whereas art is supposed to be something that. Is from the soul to communicate to other souls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, something, yeah. It just has, like, some kind of, like, importance, some kind of gravity or something. I just end up feeling so often, like, I don't know, just mad at... I think what it is, a lot of times, is just people who just, like take it lightly or something I mean it's weird I feel conflicted because I don't think it is particularly important it's not important in the way that like people's rights and you know I mean there's ugly shit happening in the world that that uh, that that stuff is is something that needs to be taken care of before art kind of I mean I certainly am not putting my energy toward that which was worth you know maybe thinking about I don't know but I certainly am not doing that, but I do... Stop! Yeah. I, I, it's not important in the same way that people's rights are or that violence is Stop! or whatever, but it is kind of like... Do you feel strongly about that sort of stuff? Like, yeah. Is it, would definitely. that be called political stuff? I guess so, yeah. What do you... do? You, are you involved in, in no. political whatever? No. I mean, not really. I, I like... No. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I give money to Amnesty International and, like, little things like that, but then, you know, they're not, like, I don't do activism. I don't, like, involve myself in that. Yeah. I think at some point I kind of did, but I don't really anymore. And I don't, I don't know how to, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know what, are you? No. Political? No. No, I'm not. Um... I don't know how to relate to that stuff exactly, and I don't feel like it's the best use of my time to be a body somewhere. Yeah, that, right. Maybe that's arrogant again. Yeah. Right. You, I, but to, to be someone chanting something somewhere, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that is, you know, that making a human chain to block this or that. Yeah. Maybe that's more important than. than uh, my other pursuits, you know? Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's not clear, man. It's like a real problem everybody feels, I think. Nobody knows what <laughs> what to do, kind of. But everybody feels like shit's kind of ugly. Well, why, why, do you, why do you feel like you have... Why, why do you feel like you've developed more anger? Is it some just age curmudgeon shit or what? I mean... Maybe, kind of. And just sort of like... A lot of times, my anger toward people has a lot to do with just wanting people to do the best that they can do with whatever it is. If you're gonna do, if you're gonna write songs or you're gonna like be a stand-up comedian or something, 
Like, just fucking do it for real. Don't do some kind of like half-ass shit. That's what I really get annoyed about. Are you? Do you, are you uh, you're kind of hypercritical guy. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> um, are you? You're kind of are, aren't you? Maybe. I think I am, but I mean, I'm, 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 I'm. I think I've I've mellowed over the years, really? actually, hmm. and have become maybe out of necessity a lot more accepting of of things and other people and hmm. stuff. Um, I think I was a lot more critical back in those days when you used to come around Oakland and I would come around here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I'm definitely going the other direction for sure. But you were already fairly critical of stuff back then. I yeah. mean, it's true. <laughs> it's true, man. Do you, do you think it's is it eating you alive? That sort of mentality does it? It probably affects you worse than it affects you know people around you that you might criticize. I imagine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, are you like that with your... It's like your lady friend, for example. She's an artist as well. Are you like, no, not this one. <laughs> no. Do it no. more like this. No. I had to give you a Picasso accent. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, no. I mean, because, you know, she's in it. She's doing it. Like, yes. She's doing... I mean, it's not like how like technical somebody is either you know it's just like if somebody's just being serious if you're gonna do it being serious about it like you can be it's just not being fraudulent is the thing you know who's fraudulent i mean you know you know who's fraudulent everybody is fucking there's so few like i don't know like who isn't is the question like how many artists do you know? Not personally, but how much, like, art? But isn't it... Okay, I hear you. But isn't it that, like, a lot of people want to do art because they have a hankering to express something. There's something inside they need to get out. But not everybody has has the, the, the facilities. No, definitely not. I mean, do you believe that? Because, I, I mean, I don't think... I bet you that you and I have a pretty similar idea about this shit. Because that is definitely not what's happening. Because, like I said, it's not about, um, like, technical facility. It's not about but, people but, being a okay, okay, fine. Let's not say facilities. Let's say, let's say they have a self-consciousness that blocks their ability to... Because can we agree that to make really good art you have to you have to break down the self-consciousness you you have to be be willing to expose yourself to to an extent yeah yeah even if it's not and i'm not saying it has to be like even um you know self-referential or 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 you know um autobiographical or anything like that but but just that somehow you have to expose your soul lay it bare for people yeah right because otherwise you might as well be talking you might as well be a pundit on a on a talk show Mm -hmm. just kind of talking shit (laughs) so the, the function i think of art is to go below language right right yeah so when I mean, kind of back to what you had just said about, like, people have this hankering to express something. It's just so often not that. You don't think... I think people's motivation is 
uh, much more often something more perverted than that. And such it has a, been for such me, as I'm, to get laid or to get money, yeah, right? Or yeah, or just kind of like I want to like you know I like the power that I see. Like I see that dude Fame. Yoni on stage, and yeah. he like is commanding the room. Right. And I want to. I want other people to look at me with that same kind of like, which is cool. It's not actually even a bad motivation to want to make music or something. You to know, to be respected, right? But it just ends up being like a bad ingredient that yeah. ends up kind of like, if that's all that's happening, like, I don't, you know, it's it's not really worth worth one's <laughs> while to check it out, right? You know, yeah. I don't want to go to your show. I don't want right. to go to your comedy thing if you're like, just sort of not putting everything if you're going to put everything I don't know that's how I so often feel is like if somebody puts everything they are into a piece of art I'm going to be there and make it unique make it uniquely their 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 expression yeah even yeah even if it's not that unique if it's just so honest and it's like real and you feel it you're like all right this is I mean what kind of what art do you like any artist like any genre any media somebody like really lights you up nowadays oh man I, I mean Louis Louis C.K. The, the, mm-hmm. that, yeah, yeah. that show Louis yeah yeah there you go I mean he just like puts everything he is into yeah. it you know and it's like you know that's so so satisfying yeah and if somebody doesn't do that I get so mad <laughs> I don't know it's probably what's an like, example of somebody that is in the public sphere that doesn't do that that disappoints you someone that disappoints you so that we can dissect um, that yeah shit I don't know Let me think. this guy's got a Bengals jersey baby oh yeah Cincinnati <laughs> is it or is that a Broncos oh no you're right it's definitely Bengals yeah okay it looks a lot like the Broncos. It's like the same colors. Um, let me think. Bad art. Man, that's so much. But that much, has gotten dude. through the filters to become. I don't know. Man. Renowned. <laughs> man, it's kind. Of, it's funny because I do feel like hesitant to talk shit about people more you now don't seem than I like used it. to. I know. <laughs> But I do, it's funny, like, I'll talk shit. Yeah, you haven't named names, though. Right. Right. That's what, yeah. Exactly. That's true. You don't have to name a name, man. Let me think. It doesn't matter. It could be something so far outside of our realm that it doesn't matter. <laughs> right, right. You know, like... You know, man. Whatever. Justin Bieber. Or what, you know what I mean? Whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I he's mean, putting his all into... I mean, I don't really know, but... I don't either. Um... Look, it doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. I still do feel like, if look, if you and I and, 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 and a lot of people we know have that hankering to express themselves and to get, to get something out, I feel like probably most humans have that, and that's probably a built-in function. Though, as we know, there are many different personalities, personality types, um, you know, in... In humans, that and some people maybe aren't geared more towards that. We we have many different types of of people that function 
you know, to, to make whole societies work together with different people, different people doing different shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got the hunter people, you got the, 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 uh, you know, the spiritual leader, the, the witch doctor, you got the, the, uh, the person that plays the, I'm thinking of like old hunter-gatherer, uh, religious, uh, uh, uh <laughs> societies for some reason. You got the guy that plays the drums. You got the storyteller. Yeah. You got the, the, the nurturer. Someone that takes care that isn't the witch doctor necessarily. It's just like mom. Just like mom. Moms. Yeah. Yeah. So perhaps you're right. Perhaps it's pe- perhaps what you're reacting to is people trying to do something that isn't in their natural way, but they see someone else doing it, so they want to do that. But they should really be an accountant. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily. I just I don't know. It's just you gotta like. It's just like do it or not. Like I think it's cool. I think children's art is really great, and they don't have any like. They just like are doing it fully, you know. It's like you see a kid draw a picture. It's like. Yeah, but it might. They might take, ten minutes on a picture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not like they're giving it their all. They're just kind of like, I'm going to draw this. Although for that 10 minutes, you can kind of yeah. tell, even with yeah. them, you know? Like, you can see Breathing a kid heavy. who's kind of like, just does a picture of Spongebob because they've done it 50 times before, and they kind of don't give a shit, and they pass it, you know? And then you can see a kid who, like, sees somebody, sees something, and, like, really notices something, and they draw a picture of a person and the belt buckle has so much detail right. and everything else is just like chaos you know it's like see what oh, they man. care about this kid's like really noticing something and doing something like putting themselves into it it's, yeah i mean it's i guess it's just about focus and you know you give yourself over to a moment to like a you know do the do your push-ups fucking really well for that time and that's cool, you know. <laughs> and if you don't, if you're kind of like half-assing things, it's just a mess for everybody. And I guess it's like I just feel it more than I used to when other people don't do don't do their push-ups well, you know. It's like why man, is it personal though? Why do you know. take it personal? Why why do you allow it to anger you? I don't know. It's probably. Do you want release from that? I don't know. I don't know. I, I really don't. I really don't know. Because I, I guess I feel kind of conflicted. I mean, I feel pretty, like, alienated from people most of the time. I don't feel very, like, I don't feel, like, close to people generally. Why is it? For a lot of this kind of shit, I just feel real resentful toward people. And I feel like people kind of, like let me down kind of in a way I know this sounds fucking yeah and just kind of like just in general as friends I know that have you you lost a lot of friends yeah for sure I don't have very many friends at all really yeah and it's like and it's very much me being real like angry toward people or feeling like just yeah just having real like I think I mean this is how I say it and I'm sure somebody else will have a different read of it, and that's valid, you know. But 
the way I feel is that I really give myself over to people kind of deeply, you know, really like listen to people, really like give yeah. myself fully. I see that. And and if I don't get that back, then I get kind of mad. And and I and it's you expect, not you expect what you something from other people which is not really them it's really about you uh, let me put yeah you, you 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 act in a way that's natural to you such as giving yourself right. over and you expect that from people who it's not necessarily natural it's not what they're doing yeah for sure but I don't know <laughs> I don't know what because I feel entitled to it honestly and maybe I shouldn't it's very possible that you I'm feel like, entitled to someone's intimacy kind of yeah because it seems that people want it. You know, people, like, want it from me, and they benefit, they, like, enjoy that. And so, and I certainly want it from them, you know? And, like, it's like when you, you have a conversation with somebody, and they just talk the whole time, and you really are listening. Like, there's such a, like... It's cool. It's a, it's a giving act to listen to somebody else. If you're listening to somebody and you're really listening, you're really giving them something, you know? And if and everybody's familiar with this experience of, like, somebody who just won't shut the fuck up and just continues to, like, dominate the yeah. scene. And then... And how, like, robbed do you feel from that? You know? You just, like... we. I want to be listened to, too. I want to be, like... I have I have things that I want to share and, and I'm glad to have given you my attention but I want some back and yeah. that kind of like it's just such a natural simple kind of exchange and when that doesn't happen Are we mostly talking about oral sex here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <No>. mostly. <laughs> I mean, sure. Sorry, when that doesn't happen. Yeah, just, I don't know. It's just... It just ends up... Uh, you know, you can feel that in so many different uh, it's different venues. You can feel that in in um, with art. You know, it's like, all right, I'm you know, I'm putting my everything that I am into this art, and uh, and I appreciate people looking at it and experience it and giving me and like you just kind of like want people to do that also if they're going to do art and and ask you to look at it look at a painting you want like you know you want them to like really I don't know it's well, just a back and forth here's a question I mean sure. do, you, do you think that being a good artist has a pretty close relationship with being a good listener or, or observer yeah I mean you know what I'm saying I think so so I mean maybe some of those people that, that aren't as good listeners just are naturally not going to be as good artists yeah because I, I truly believe that music especially comes from the ears. It doesn't come from the fingers or the or the mouth. It comes from your ears, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I believe visual art is the same through your eyes and not through your dexterity. Or You know, right. you, you can gain dexterity. You can be, you know, an incredible piano player or whatever or, or an incredible, um, you know, renderer of, of uh, belt buckles. But... Mm-hmm. Ultimately, that's not what is important. And, you know, you're going to be able to render it better just by 
through through watching and like noticing it. Noticing. Yeah, yeah. Totally. That's definitely true. Yeah. When did you start like getting interested in art just as a kid just as a kid? Yeah. That was always my whole family it's just kinda of, my mom is an artist and my dad was an artist and every it just was part of life, you know. It wasn't like it wasn't something external. It was like everybody just all, we had art stuff all over the house always and could always whatever. It wasn't it was just part of life, you know. Sure. Did you and your dad passed away when you were young? No, when I was in utero actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you never got to meet him even. Mm-mm. Mm. Um and you have slash had how many siblings? Uh I have three brothers and one and one brother died and then yeah. I have one sister. Okay. That's yeah. a lot. Do yeah. they do they live around yeah, my this area or? Mm-hmm. my brother lives in I don't know exactly where he is, but he's around Denver. Okay. And my sister lives in um yeah, a couple hours from here or something. And you, did and you grew up in Denver? Yeah, Littleton, which is just south of here. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, all that dark shit happened down <laughs> yeah, there. Right, yeah, right, Columbine, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um in it's sort of a suburban mm-hmm. environment. Yeah. Okay. And were you did you feel like you were sort of or your family was kind of strange in that environment, like being kind of whatever post seek, you know <laughs> right. world and you know <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. In, in, in definitely like a, what, like a, I don't know, cr- Christian, LDS, yeah, whatever, right, whatever environment. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it's real, you know, yeah, it's your picture of, of suburbs. It's just that. It's like real, real like white and middle class and, yeah. And, we, yeah, we kind of were sort of aliens and didn't have money sort of like the poor folk in in the neighborhood and yeah very very different and what was your experience in school then like um did you have friends in school or you kind of like yeah 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 Yeah, i mean i enjoyed i definitely didn't i don't have like i think i feel like my family kind of hated that world and hated Hated what world? Mainstream the, public school? Yeah, and just, and like, yeah, suburban life. And it was real, I think it was a real struggle for my my Your siblings, siblings you mean? Mm-hmm. So, and my mom. And your mom, too. Why did she live there? Well, her, well, when my father died, my mom moved in with her father. So we lived with my grandfather. I see. And that's kind of how, that's why we were there, really. And if, you know, we didn't have him, we would have been, whatever, somewhere much poorer, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, yeah, she felt like a real alien, and, and she was always, she was still, you know, still recovering from him, from his death and his madness, and... How, how did he die? He, well, the story was always that he jumped off a building, but then, at this point, nobody's really sure, but... Why it, did the, why are people, why do people start questioning Well... It was strange because that was the story all throughout my life, and then when my my um, brother died, my mom started saying things that 
nobody really understood. So she knew something that the rescue didn't. Yeah, she said she started saying like, "Well, I don't know if he was if he really killed himself. I think maybe he was killed." And then, and everybody's kind of like, "What are you talking?" Like, you know, thirty-two years after the deed, like that was everybody's story, and we all kind of like didn't understand it and didn't like nobody was really accepting of it. Um, Because it seemed like she was sort of, like, being in denial or something. Like, didn't want to face... Like, the idea of him killing himself was a darker idea. Than him being killed. Right. Like, yeah. Both both are pretty dark. I know. But the idea of, like, somebody taking... For her, religiously, somebody taking their own life is really criminal and really, like, serious. So the idea of, like... Not having him, not having carried out that crime, is sort of what we all kind of thought. Like, well, maybe you're just wishful thinking or something. But she said she said something about him being blindfolded when they found his body. Oh man! And then my sister looked in. She was she's like writing a book, and she uh, got his death certificate, and it said that he was blindfolded and that he had a um, some kind of like cloth wrapped around his ankle that had a number on it. No. Had a number on it? Yeah. Which, and it wasn't clear in the, in the death certificate if that meant that he had, uh, been, if the, the thing around his ankle was around both feet or if it was just one or, and what that thing was, if that number was like, who knows? It just isn't clear. Sounds like some shit to investigate for sure. Yeah. But there's really nothing. Who would have wanted to kill him or what was he into? Do you have any idea? Yeah. I mean, he was like... He was like, he was an Italian, like in a New York Italian, and he just, there's like. You think he might have been caught up in some of that shit? Some, yeah, there is some like, some, yeah, something about him being maybe, maybe involved in like, yeah, mafia or something, but who knows, like nobody's, it's just not clear. I mean, he was a madman. He was definitely like, I think a real. Crazy. Like what? What are what are some stories about that? Um, or or just general? Yeah, I mean, he was like he was really alcoholic and really, and, and I think in a, a lot of other drugs, and he was institutionalized at different times, and and it's funny because man, his like the stories about him, like I, you know, like I didn't know him, I didn't know him at all, and and. All I have to go on is all these, like, stories about him. And there's so many different conflicting stories. And it sounds like, you know, he, he had another family, too, that before, oh, wow. before our family. And I, and I met, um, you know, my half-siblings, like, his other children. And they're, they, don't, they tell me things that are all kind of conflicting. And it's real unclear, for sure. I mean, nobody... Was he into the religion stuff, or did your mom find that stuff after him? He was... No, he did... He he did get into it, I guess. I think, actually, he got into it, like, two weeks before he died or something. He got into that. But he had been... He was raised Catholic, and then he converted to Islam for the last 15 years of his life. Huh. And then... And then the last two weeks, he... And then, you know, you do, like... You meet the, the guru, and then you get... They they call it the master you meet them you meet the master and then get initiated and you get like a um you get a um, 
they say yes you're part of this or not or whatever and so he did that like a couple weeks before he died yeah. Huh. and yeah I mean it's just not clear my mom was here when he died and then where uh, was he he went to New York he went back to New York because he grew up in New York so what happened in New York we don't know nobody knows that's the whole mystery I mean, but there's a body somewhere. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's the other thing. Is um, I mean, he. You know, they must have known where he. They found him, and then they and they actually didn't contact my mom for some reason, and they had. Uh, there's a there's a pauper's grave there called Potter's Field, which is like notorious in New York. Yeah. It's where they put all the nameless homeless people and stuff, and that's where they put him. And, Apparent. I don't. I don't know exactly, but there's no like headstones or any anything. It's just like a big field, and you go. But it, it wasn't in Denver. It happened in in, right. in somewhere in New York, New Jersey, somewhere around there. Yeah. Where he died. He yeah. died in New York City. Yeah, in Manhattan. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and they, yeah, exactly. They found him at the base of a building on like 14th Street or something like that, and then. Um, yeah, nobody knows exactly. I uh, I went and talked to his his uh, daughter, my half sister, and she said that she was like 16 or something like that when it happened, and she hung out with him that day or day a few days before or something, and then her mother put him on a bus to come back here, and then he never arrived, and then it so was the other later. family was in New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And your mom was from out here? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, and she was, yeah, staying here with... With with her dad. Right. Right. Huh. And then your brother passed away, like, I, I remember that. Yeah. That was around when we did the, the rubber traits, actually. Was it? Was it before two, that? Two, yeah, before that, I think, because mm. that, that was 2004 or five, right? Yeah, he died in 2006, I think. Oh, 2006, okay. So maybe it was after that then, yeah. Yeah. And that that he killed himself, right? Mm-hmm. How did that affect you? <laughs> I mean, obviously, <laughs> it did a lot. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely it definitely affected me. It's like it changes you a lot about yeah. just the way you think about life and what to do and what not to do and. Yeah, I mean, I kind of do think part of my resentment toward people and my anger has a lot to do with just kind of like, man, here we are. We better make the best of this shit now, and like knowing that the the impermanence of, of, of yeah, people. yeah, I de- yeah, definitely. I think you know. I mean, another way to interpret it is just like. Unlike I haven't dealt with the anger of that or something like that, but I, I really don't think it is that. I think it's like it's really like a, an amazing moment that we have on this planet, you know. And it, and you don't know that all the like platitudes that you hear that say that you don't really know it until you're like, oh shit, man, like people actually do leave, actually leave the earth, and like they're not here anymore. It's like shit. We better, we better take full advantage of this shit, you know? Yeah. It's kind of real. Yeah, I had another friend too. This woman named Lydia, who is really, really neat woman, and she 
did the same shit. And man, it was like, this was maybe like four years ago or something. Okay. And it was just the same thing, like all, that whole same experience, like, and it just pushed me further that way, you know? I mean, it's a it's a weird thing, because I think... When you say that way, what do you mean? Just really feeling the urgency yeah. of being alive, and I, just, I really do. I feel like, like life so is So both such... deaths had sort of a positive effect on your For life sure. in terms of pushing, you know, making you realize some things. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that that's like, that's like what you do with tragedy <laughs> as, you know, I think that that's, you have to do something with it. It's like going to either eat you alive or like, or you're going to, cause it's just too packed with energy yeah. to, for it to be kind of insignificant. So and I think, you know, you got to, like, channel it towards something really positive, and that's what it's been for me. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like a real, like, life is just such an emergency all the time. Like, all right, let's do this the best we can. I mean, not that I always do. I, you know, shit away time, like, watching YouTube videos or something, obviously. But I just feel like a different kind of urgency, and I, I, I don't know. I think that people should do better you know yeah do like the best but I mean isn't it enough to just be like that tree there you know or, you don't right I mean <laughs> well shit I mean that's big that's difficult that's the most difficult thing to do and if you can do that if you can pull that off then you're really fucking doing it you know yeah. that's not less like sitting and watching YouTube videos is is not the same as no. just being that, you know? Yeah. Like that's real hard. Like that's what sucks is like wasting your time like going to the bar every night and like yes. having the same idiotic conversation that you've had every other night. That's the worst shit. <laughs> yeah. Right, wasting, wasting in a way like, and it's it, it's with some, it's with desire. You have this like, this like, unsatisfied desire, and that's what the bar is about, right? right. Yeah. That's what the YouTube videos are about. Right. That's the opposite of the tree. Totally. The tree's just moving towards sustenance, sun. Right, right. right, at all times, spreading out branches and leaves towards sun to right. capture more sun. Which yeah. is the center of what's going on here, is our sun, I guess. Right. Do you feel that kind of urgency at all? I, I do. I mean, I, I'm... I, I'm I'm, yeah, I, I sometimes do, but I also am trying not to be critical of people. And you know, so, sometimes I feel that so this urgency can go in both directions. Like it's the same as that desire, really. Mm-hmm. So, what do you do with it? Yeah, you're right. That's man. the question. You're right. Do you go to the bar, or do you sit and create a masterpiece, which is which there there's no template for, <laughs> right? Right. If you're painting by numbers. 
then it's easy, but it has no purpose or right. It has no no no. It doesn't say anything. Oh, the volume. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. Hey, there's a difference between being a dad and being a father, right? That's yeah. true. I just got custody of my boy, so I gotta, I gotta make sure. You gotta make sure is definitely. Even if I am doing what I do. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. I really don't know what the answer is because I do think that I'm overly critical of people, and people feel really alienated by me and feel really judged by me, which I don't want. I don't want that. But it doesn't come from a place of wanting to, like, reduce anybody or, like, harm anybody. It definitely comes from a place of feeling excited about people and feeling, like, the potential for, for, for people's... for what people are is so, so big and so high. And then just wanting... Wanting that... Wanting the... the, the wanting them to fulfill their potential. Yeah. And and not and in a really selfish way because then I get to like live in a world that has that, you know? Right. And I do and so I like voice this to people a lot and they feel you know, really everybody in my life has like felt this. And they shrink away. Yeah. I think, like... Because they can never live up to your standards. Well, no, that's not true. I don't think. It's just, like... I don't know. It's just... I'm probably too... It goes over into the... Crosses line into, like... Just being sour and nasty or something, you know? Yeah. Which is not cool, and... I definitely need to figure out how to undo that, but... I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. Because yeah. I, cause I don't want to just give that up and be like, yeah, cool, whatever. And I don't want to. I don't. <laughs> but I also don't know how to do it gracefully. And I think some people are really good at that. I know that, like, there are some some people who are just so, so loving and still really critical or what you know they right. just like Mo- carry motivational that more than more than critical maybe or yeah. something i mean but you know he, here's he's like what what if you're not making i understand if you're making art with someone mm-hmm. right if you if if like right it's something if you have an expression that you want to make and you're doing it with somebody and and it's supposed to be a joint effort and you know you want to each put in you know the amount of work that you feel like is going to really make the thing right but if it's just just a, another person that is a friend and they're doing their own thing and it's, to me it seems like who cares like I know. They're, they're going through their own um, life and and they have their own you know battles and and everything and it seems to me that it's like live and let live or whatever you know yeah I know yeah would well, you do, have you have you thought about having like a meditation practice? I, I, I've just started doing this, but I feel like it does help with that. Yeah. For me to feel like more accepting. Right. You know, e- not even like right after, but like 
just it, during my day or whatever. It's just kind of like yeah, yeah. I'm like more chilled out about that kind of thing. I think. Yeah, totally. I bet that would really benefit me. I mean, you know, Arna is really into Zen. Okay. And she does that, which is really. What What does that mean? Uh, like a certain type of meditation. Yeah, and it's just. I mean, it's really kind of the most. Where you're really trying to blank out, basically. Kind of, yeah. It's really just, you just sit and stare at the floor, and that's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, as far as the, the external, like... What it looks technology like. Technology of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I heard this really good poem. Actually, it was at the end of a... No, no, no. It was not a poem. It was a guy talking on another podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, he was a Hare Krishna monk. Hmm. And he annoyed me at first. Because he seemed super, like, I don't say wishy-washy, but that's not the right word. Mm-hmm. Just, like, head in the clouds. Right. But why not head in the clouds, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, he said some stuff that, that I, I really liked about, he, he was talking about just, I guess, the way his way of thinking or whatever. And he was talking about miracles, and he said, you know, people talk about miracles or things happening that are out in the, out of the ordinary or whatever but he was like he was like look around you he was like you know there are miracles everywhere like the fact that you know he brought up this this uh, he's sitting under this tree and he picked up a, a seed you know and he said there's a whole tree inside this seed mm-hmm. and then inside that tree is an infinite number of tre- mm. another more trees. Right. That that's a miracle. You know what I mean? I mean the fact that you and I are here talking is a miracle. Like it, it, just because we're born into it and we can't really see it doesn't mean that it's not a miracle. Mm-hmm. If if you do look out into cold hard space and the way that that most even that, you know, you could say is a miracle. Well, why is that even there? Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you do look at that it's not like this here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This this is an anomaly of some kind. And there may be more of this out there um, to one extent or another. Right. But it's pretty amazing. You know, and yeah. th- I'm trying to keep my eye on that. Mm-hmm. Thinking about that. Which that, that, that goes hand in hand with what you were saying in a way about living fully and and um right yeah definitely just yeah knowing that yeah that it is pretty miraculous and 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 we're gonna we're gonna pass on you know um at some point yeah and you know that'll be that (laughs) we've we've had our time a very short time you know and you know we feel every second of it we should feel every second of it. We don't necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to feel more of it. Yeah. And trying to be in, in it while it's happening. And not dreaming of, of the future or the past, you know? Just right. trying to be here. And... And then it's gone. You know? And this this is... You know, we think of this as the present, but then at some point it... it will have been the past and for a long time it was the future (laughs) yeah 
That's not yeah. a question. <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> but I don't know. Are you happy? Do you feel like... I'm feeling happier these yeah. days. You know, I, I think trying to be satisfied with, with what I have, and, and what I have is a lot. Yeah. And I don't mean in, in terms of... I do have a lot in terms of, of social whatever, in, in terms of being a human in, in, in the social environment mm-hmm. and in our culture. You know, I'm 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 comfortable with with sort of money and the things I have around me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I have a roof over my head, as much food as I want. Um, I feel like I'm more happy than more happy than I was at, in those years when when we were hanging out for yeah. sure. I you, I don't know how much you knew about my darkness, but I was dark. Yeah, guy. I think it was kind of more during the period where we weren't really around each other much. You know. I was pretty dark in those, like, on on Whitney, like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 two thousand two, three, right. Pretty dark, man. Yeah. I feel like. Hmm. What do you think eased up? I've gotten older and 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 sort of. I don't know. Just 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 am trying. Yeah. I've just made made efforts to appreciate the world more. That's cool. You know, and and try to be at peace with it. You know. Mhm. I still still go through lots of hard times, but. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, but like when I was talking about, I'm sort of thinking about it in that way. Like I don't feel, I really very rarely feel something that would be described as a depression yeah like so rare. i used to really more yeah oh definitely in those years yeah definitely not anymore really hmm. i mean I, cool. I get dark but yeah not like depression yeah that's pretty good huh definitely <laughs> definitely well can we can we see your studio sure yeah we can go that way it's really like anger that I feel. Yeah, you that's gotta like get you gotta get I rid of that. With. Yeah, that's that's bad. That's the, I, you know I don't think that's a super useful. Yeah. Emotion. I mean, it has its use, of course. Right. But I think it's mostly something that rots you out. Yeah, I know. I know. It does. Yeah, I just haven't figured out kind of the answer. I don't think that, that it's clear what, what to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> or how to... Because I, I don't know. I don't know what the... I think that the simple answer of, like, let it go or something doesn't feel right. Right, I'm not going to say that. Yeah. But, I mean, maybe something you have to work through somehow. You know, maybe, right. it's to, maybe it does come from, you know, these deaths of, of people that you're close to and that you haven't processed. Yeah, you said maybe. it. You said you don't think it does, but who knows? Yeah, that's true. You know, um, I don't know. Yeah, that's possible. You'll get there. I think you'll get there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, let's close up, and yeah. then and then uh, we can keep talking. No yeah. problem. But uh, let's just get it off off of camera. Thanks. Thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, uh, I, I've been. Well, we're just walking around. What part of Denver is this? Baker. Baker. And uh, with uh, Robbie Zupa here. Say bye to these folks. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you.
Thanks for listening, you guys. The WanderingWolfPodcast.com. If you're not there already, you can uh, get some things. T-shirts and tapes. and There's no tour dates right now. I'm going to have to skip these uh, on the way to, to L.A. ones, unfortunately, because i got to get out there faster than I, I had anticipated. And Toronto ain't happening. i got too much to do before I leave. Sorry, but soon, soon we'll get out there into the world. For now, it's my pleasure to speak to you remotely. Now, from uh, outside of my brother's house in Cincinnati, Ohio. Have a great week. I'll speak to you next time. Keep wandering. something like that.